So, <laughs> so this is Brown Burndown. Brown Burndown. The Brown. The Brown. The Brown. This is Brown Burndown. Burn Down. Burn Down. Brown Burn Down. I did the parachute coconut oil today. What's parachute coconut oil? It's like the, you know, the blue one that you get at the Indian grocery store. Have you ever seen no, it? No, I've never used that. Is it good? I don't know. I used to do it as a kid. My sister did it once, and Jacob Tivill in her class told her that she smelled like a tropical breeze. Oh, my God. You told me this in college. I told you that, right? And then she, like, never did it after that That's again. That's so but We used rude. to do it as kids, like, all the time. I will never forget yeah. that. Tropical breeze. That's, it sounds I mean, nice, but she it, was like, I'm insulted by this racism. I think and that, she was like six. <laughs> I mean, it does sound nice, but also you know that it's like... Actually, maybe he was like in love with her. Maybe he was in love with her. Jacob, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Tropical Breeze is kind of a compliment. Like, I, I get... Kind of like in the episode of Sex Lives of College Girls, where they were like, there's a terrible smell in the kitchen. And she's like that's racist that you think it's me and she's right that is racist <laughs> that like is there's racist. something just racist funny. about it but like you can't really put your finger on it. like tropical breeze yeah. is a compliment but like it's is also it racist though? it's also a comment. it's only racist because like the tropics were colonized and invaded right. by white people right 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 that's the only reason it's racist like right 100 <laughs> percent. anyway <laughs> Okay, cool. Hello. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> but we're back. We're Hello. Back. Kind of soon. Good for us. Good for us, honestly, after that, like, hiatus. So we're going to do another mini episode because yeah, they're easier to edit and we only really have one thing to talk about this week. Maybe we'll do an episode for the rest of the episodes, too. Maybe we'll do them as they come out. Who's to say? Who's, Who's to, say? to say? Actually, that could be pretty cool. Let's start. Let's start. Uh, also, okay. happy Thanksgiving. Also, happy Thanksgiving. We just released our Halloween episode like five days ago, but also happy yeah. Thanksgiving. <laughs> also, it happened. it happened. If anyone's looking for like a fun holiday thing to listen to, we highly recommend oh. our Tofurky episode, <laughs> which was recorded a full two years ago, Whoa. and we released it last year, not at Thanksgiving time. <laughs> or maybe at Thanksgiving maybe time. Maybe at Thanksgiving time. But... It's available in our archives if you guys want to give it a listen. It's joyful because it's a pre-pandemic time, and it's also the last time we saw each other in person. Sad. Two full years ago. That's really Damn. sad. Before Omicron. Omicron? Om- Omicron? Mm. Bef- mm-hmm. we-, <laughs> we don't know Greek letters. It's a lapse in our education. Um, before Omicron swallows us up again, we're going to pretend that times are normal again. And we're going to talk about people doing normal things, like Priyanka Chopra Jonas, who is not divorced, contrary. She's not divorced. To popular opinion. Nor is she seeing yeah, a this... divorce. But, okay, so, Rabs, you discovered this. What, what, why did people think she was divorcing? Yeah, so the rumor going around was that she was maybe on Divorce Watch because mm-hmm. her Instagram, her name, which is... Her handle is Priyanka Chopra, but her name under her handle is Priyanka Chopra Jonas. Suddenly, one day, just became Priyanka. 
Which is weird because she's like so and what the like the I think there was this like one TikTok, which is what I sent you. Mm -hmm. The the creator was she was saying that like she has tied herself to this name, Jonas, pretty much the day that she got married and like changed all her social to include Jonas. Like any talk show that she's introduced on, she's Priyanka Chopra Jonas. Like the Jonas is very important to her. And as Tarz and I have discussed, it's for like sometimes problematic family Mm -hmm. traditional values um, with air quotes. But um, she suddenly deleted it overnight, which is like kind of weird. And it's still just says Priyanka. But then she like posts a bunch of pictures with him and how in love she is with him. So she's not on divorce watch, but then she's trying to become like a what are they called? The one namers? Like monogamous, s- not monogamous. Mm. <laughs> Ep- Epon- no, Epon- Epon- is eponymous. Okay. Yeah. This is embarrassing. <laughs> mononymous. It is called mononymous. Okay. Oh, you were right. Okay. It's not, but that sounds like monogamous, but it's not. It's mononymous. Mononymous. She's trying to become mononymous. She's trying to become mononymous. Not mon. Or she is monogamous, I guess. I mean, rumors from the Indian auntie community would suggest that she's not monogamous, but we don't know. That's true. Like, the Wikipedia for a mononymous person, the image is like a bust of Play Doh. (laughs) (laughs) Just Play Doh. Just Play Doh. Play Doh. And then the next one will be Priyanka. Yeah, Priyanka, I was going to say, I, I personally in my own life know a lot of Priyankas. Yep. So it doesn't feel like, when I say Priyanka, like, Chopra Jonas isn't the first one that comes to mind, you know? No, yeah. Like, there's Pri's in everyone's life. Yeah. Anyways, she's, she's trying to become mononymous. Are we just going to let that happen? I don't think we can. But the thing is, like, I do, like, we say Priyanka on this pod. We're, like, legitimizing her, you know? Yeah, that's so true. Because saying Chopra Jonas is such a, like, mouthful. And saying Chopra is, you know, she doesn't want to be known as Priyanka Chopra anymore. She does not. That's so true. Actually, in retrospect, their values are super aligned. Like, Christian traditional values are not that far from, like, Hindutvai stuff. Right? Yeah. In terms of, Oh, like, yeah, like, the whole, like, Karvacho thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which, like, we've discussed. We've discussed it, like. But anyway, they're not divorced. She's trying to become anonymous. And we learned a new word today. Also, on top of (laughs) Omicron, Omicron, two new words today. Um, (laughs) The other thing that, like, five people sent me on Instagram, so I really appreciate that people know my niche, um, is her roast of Nick Jonas. Rabs, you were the first person to send it to me. And it is like, on Netflix. On Netflix, and there's like a clip on Instagram of the roast. Raps has seen the full roast. I haven't seen the full roast. The clip was like, like, sh- like she could be listening to our podcast because she picked out all the gripes people have about their relationship and how people don't believe it and think it's for publicity. And she owned it, and it was crazy because like she knows, she, she knows, she knows. Yeah, that was actually such a plot twist. I did not think she would like say that we're self-aware good she, writing she says like oh yeah people like what was the the specific joke was like oh people think like our marriage is a publicity stunt but like she is like they like the jonas brothers spend so much time on their social media it's like so cute because 
all three of them have fewer followers than I do. Wow. Like, all three of them together have fewer followers than I do. That's crazy, actually. Well, no, it's not. Which as we've like, discussed at length, she's way more As we've famous. discussed at length, <laughs> yes. Not that crazy, but... Yeah. She's also aware of that. I mean, it's also, like, one of those things where... Ugh, coming back to our original thesis of this entire podcast, she's too good for them. Like, it's embarrassing that she has to be on the stupid roast because she's, like, way more famous and successful and, like, internationally known. Maybe it's just love. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Maybe it's just love? Is that what you said? Yeah. I think it might be, which is, like, vom. Boring. (laughs) But... (laughs) Uh, anyway, how was the rest overall? What did yeah, you it probably is. Like, here they are, year three of marriage, another anniversary in the books. And, yeah, yeah she's in, at the what, Netflix roast. Six days? Yeah, in five days. Okay, but let me just, like, hype up this roast a little bit okay. more because Tars and I will definitely do an episode about <laughs> it after she watches it. They got Pete Davidson there. Whoa. They got Lily Singh. They got Keenan Thompson to, like, host the whole thing. What? Who cares about Isn't the Jonas Brothers? Yeah, it's wild. They got that comedian Jack White Whitehall or something. He's I in it too. It is, yeah. Some of it's pretty funny. Hmm. Like the the digs at Kevin are cheap, but, oh, poor but they Kevin. they're the good laughs. And also, <laughs> I think like I learned a lot about Nick Jonas after watching it too. Oh, really? In what way? Yeah, like, apparently he's really, like, into himself. Like, everybody's <laughs> joke about him was, like, oh, he's so obsessed with himself. Wow. That may- maybe they Like, that was even Priyanka's joke about him. <laughs> Priyanka's, like, like, Nick and I have so much in common. Like, we're both so into Nick Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've asked ourselves for three years now, what do they have in common? <laughs> And now we know who got the answers. Um, Sophie Turner was there, too. Wow. And her roast was actually really good. She, like, made fun of them for their purity rings. Anyways, all of this is to say, we will be updating you once we've both watched it. Okay, this is quick. This is just, like, a thing that I feel like I had to get off my (laughs) chest because we also talk about it a lot on this podcast. And (laughs) that is the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this podcast is really niche like it's <laughs> our expertise is Priyanka Chopra and Crocs <laughs> anyways if you know that we talk about this good for you and I guess sad for us but we do talk about Crocs a lot because Priyanka Chopra is the face of Crocs and um the big, the big thing that I have to share with you is that my family has been wearing Crocs for a while, and I actually you never said them that. purchase purchase a pair told? of Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> I helped them purchase a pair today. Like I was part of a Crocs transaction <laughs> today. <laughs> my God, you're enabling them. I am enabling them. So I, I do feel like I'm living. Uh, two-faced lie <laughs> trash talking crocs on this pod and then helping my family wear them but well, I, I think that you should invest in crocs and we were talking about what to invest in yeah assuming that you think tomorrow i should that. do that i think you should invest in crocs because 
when the economy, when the COVID goes up, the crocs go up. Like it's, it's, it's cause and effect. <laughs> Put that on a bumper <laughs> When the COVID goes up, the crocs. It's like it's true. Good we advice at the Google trends and the investing history. We spent a lot of time on crocs last week. Um, the stock yeah. price is uh, is gonna rise, so I recommend that you. Well, I don't know. I'm in no position to be giving investing advice, but you know, if you're gonna pick a stock, I feel like I'd pick Crocs at this point. Maybe I'll buy one. I'll buy one share. One Croc. <laughs> one Croc. One sixty eight. Yeah, they're expensive now. You know, if we'd invested when we started our podcast, which was 2018, right? 20 December mm-hmm. something 2018. Guess how much Crocs were worth? Shoot, do I even want to know? Half of what it is now. Is it half? $24. Shut up. <laughs> so upsetting. And now it's 168 Damn it. We got that. Uh, we really missed out on a good opportunity. <laughs> and we wa- And the thing is, like, we watched it happen. That's we the part that there. hurts. And we you know were, what's like, interesting? We were, like, on croc alert. You know? <laughs> yeah. And you know what? It's, like, completely aligned with the pandemic. But it keeps going up, which is crazy because the pandemic – is theoretically going down. Uh, but I guess they made all this money and then they spent it on Priyanka and Justin and now they're good. Anyway, okay, we cannot talk about Crocs anymore. Um, okay, yes. Anyways, that was the big reveal. <laughs> I said it would be quick and it was not. I'm sorry. <laughs> but let's, ta- let's get into our main event. Let's get into our main event. Um, so we have been watching in real time Mindy Kaling's new show, The Sex Lives of College Girls on HBO. And in full transparency, I texted Rabs after I watched the first two episodes, and I was like, this is actually pretty good. You should watch it. Yeah. So I think my perspective is, Rabs, you might have, like, a slightly different take. But my perspective is I think this is Mindy's best show so far. I don't think that that means it's necessarily fantastic. We'll talk about the kinks because we're haters. But overall, I think it's, like, I have laughed the most in this than any of her other work, including Late Night and The Office, which, hot take, I do not find funny. I just am uncomfortable. Um, yeah, that's that would be my summary of it. However, I think I liked the first episodes more than I've liked the most recent ones because it's gone in a kind of random direction that's, like, sort of bad writing, sort of classic Mindy, and I think less interesting and less funny what do you think yeah okay I totally agree with you I think when you compare this show to her other like tv series like the Mindy Project or Never Have I Ever I think it's like don't forget champions champion how did I forget (laughs) how could I forget um this is like it's definitely a better I think the like the topic is better, like, the storylines are more interesting, but it still stays true to, like, the, the, like, all the, like, problematic things that happened in all her previous shows, right, which is, like, overlooking, like, really, 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 like, yikes, gender dynamics, yikes, representation issues, stereotyping people, um, and then just, like, also, like, I feel like she... I don't know if she's a bad writer or if she like 
hires bad writers. Mm-hmm. But, like, it is a victim of that, too. Just, like, it's a victim. The whole show is, like, a little bit of victim of bad writing. Um, yeah. But otherwise, I agree with you 100% that this is probably her best show. Yeah. Okay, let's get into some of our specific quibbles with it. Um, yeah. Okay. So there's five episodes out that, like, by the time we're recording this. And we both have watched all five of them. They're on HBO Max. Um, but briefly, in like a synopsis of the show, if you haven't gotten around to watching it yet, is that it's the story of four girls who are uh, paired to be roommates at a prestigious college, which we think is probably like loosely based off of Yale, Dartmouth, Harvard, like kind of combined. Um, and their like social slash sex lives and like personal, private, like professional lives. Uh, as they navigate like their first year of college um and it's like actually I would say like the four characters they're it's like fairly diverse it's fairly diverse it's like probably more diverse than a lot of the other shows she's done Uh, one of the main actresses is Indian American um there's a, a black actress who's also one of the main characters and there's two uh white actresses and she's like trying to subvert stuff like the black act the black main character, her mom's a senator. She's, like, kind of privileged and also is a star soccer player. And then the, like, white girl who's from Spence is, like, secretly lesbian. She's, like, playing with her mm-hmm. a little bit. But um, they're all, like, 30 years old playing 18-year-olds. Like, none of the things that they do or the way that they behave screams freshman in college to me. But, like, that's fine. I think that, like, I'm willing to suspend that disbelief. Yeah. Okay, so that's, like, the, like, the setting. So each of the four characters has, like, different things going on. They're, like, very different people, but just, like, happen to be, like, living together. Um, Like, Tara's mentioned two of those things. Um, I'm obviously going to keep watching this show because, like, I do think that, like, Mindy Kaling's shows are just, like, they're entertaining. This one is, like, definitely more entertaining than her other shows also. And, like, it's very watchable. Um, But that being said, like, it's a type of, like, entertaining where, like, you're watching it and, like, every two seconds you're like, oh, why, 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 why? Which I feel like happened on Never Have I Ever. It happened on The Mindy Project. Like, who knows? Probably happened on Champions, too. (laughs) Nobody saw it. Nobody knows. But, like, the thing I think for me, like – it's just, it's hard for me to put a finger on what it is, but I think it is that she will present a lot of problematic things like um, sexual harassment, um, like the word diversity hire, um, like the word or like, like a white person helping a black person in a super like patronizing way. Like, she'll present these things and then just, like, move past it. Like, the writing is, like, oh, like, this horrible thing happened. This traumatizing thing happened. Like, and then, like, just move past it. And, like, they, like, it almost feels like she normalizes Mm. the, the, like, whatever problematic thing was in the first place. Like, the, the first example that came to mind in the show is there's a roommate who, like, wasn't supposed to be paired up with two rich white girls. Her name is Siddhartha, and she is from Nepal, maybe. Um, and like they make like a weird comment about her being 
well, that's the comment, is that she's weird and is, like, wearing and weird clothes. Yeah. And, like, it's very, like, racist because it's, like, oh, because she's, like, not from here and she's not, like, rich and white like how we are. Like, she's a weird person. And then she just, like, makes that joke and then just, like, moves on. Like, nobody's, like, held accountable for, like, making this weird joke. If that's just, like, how her writing is. Like, I think she thinks it's fun. I think she thinks it's funny. Like, and maybe because it's, like, it, like, rings true to her own experience. Like, when she was in college, she saw, like, white girls making fun of, like, some brown girl. And, like, it was, like, haha. And now it's, like, haha for her, too. I don't know. I don't know what the justification is. It's almost is, but... like she's, propo- she's... Because the thing about this show that I felt more than Never Have I Ever or any of her other shows, actually... Because, like, remember in Never Have I Ever, she had the wheelchair thing that was, like, really, like... I don't know. She had, like, weird little things that were, like, slightly problematic and felt tone deaf. And here, it seems to me, like, she's aware of the things that are problematic. Like, I don't think this is going to be a family-friendly episode. If you listen to this with your kids, like, this is probably not the episode to listen to. But, like, for instance, like, when the Indian girl, we'll talk about more, like, her role in the show, like, decides to give hand jobs to all of the newspaper editors or whatever to get a spot on the thing... And then everyone's yeah. like, wow, that's like, that's kind of messed up. But then we never ever get back to it or talk about how that like is like demeaning and like a really messed up thing that they got her on the board. And what does that say about men? And what does it say about the culture? Like, it's like all these yeah. things are like hinted at, but then she doesn't have either the flexibility or the willingness to explore them further. So it's like, there are moments where like, for instance, like, relationship with the coach that the – we're assuming you've seen this show. But, okay, I should Yeah. <laughs> There's – um, there, one of the main characters, uh, Whitney, I think is her name, who's the senator's daughter. She is in a relationship with her coach. It's clearly problematic. There's clearly, like, some pedophilia stuff going on. Like, mm-hmm. or I don't – I mean, maybe she's 18. But, he's, like, like married. He's it's married. It's, like, a bad situation. It's just – it's bad. Um, and it's also, like, tired and old and, like – it's not interesting. That's a separate issue with that plot line. Um, but it could be really dark. Like the way that it's presented, like it, if you're actually going to explore that, it's a dark topic. And like, there are things where she's like blowing off her friends to hang out with him. And there are like moments where it's clear that she's like hiding a big, it's, it's a lot to ask of an 18 year old, but she's not willing to actually go dark because she wants it to be comedic it's almost like she's striving for like a one tree hill kind of vibe but she's like a comedian so she's only able to do sort of like the jokes 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 and that just feels like the wrong brush for talking about college um or if you're gonna do it then don't bring this stuff up you know like then just like keep it light and airy and like yeah I just like I don't think you can propose some of the stuff that she's proposing without actually diving into it like I agree with you completely. It, like, makes me wonder what her own college experience was. Like, was that something that happened to her? Like, was she forced to give hand jobs to people to get into, like, an improv troupe? Mm-hmm. And, like, is that why it's, like, funny to her? Because, like, she did it or she knows someone who did it? But it's, like, the type of humor where I feel like is also, like, y- like this is not just this is traumatizing. And, like, maybe, like, humor is, like, your way of, like, processing it. But... This is, like, a trauma that I think, like, at least from, like, a third party's perspective, like, this is, like, not something that should happen to you. 
And it really um, bothers me that the Indian girl is the one who has that storyline. There's another yeah. part that Rebs and I were just talking about where in the most recent episode, this same Indian girl, like this comedy club is really messed up, but she's like, yikes. Yeah. The one of the other editors who's like nice to her, like forces her to watch porn against her will in a really weird way. In and, a weird way. And I, I don't know. And if like we're they, they address it. it. Yeah, but they like, address it, but really. they like they don't, but not in a way that's like satisfying to see like oh your friends are like supporting you, you know? Yeah, in, in like, a way that like trauma. Yeah, exactly, it's like trauma in that situation. If that happened, like if that happened to you in college, like yeah. I would be like calling like a hotline or the administration to be like this yeah, was right? incredibly not this okay. Not this happened to my okay. friend. She doesn't feel safe with this person anymore because they were alone in a room, and he like. Like, that's, like, not acceptable behavior at all. At all. Like, and nothing nothing about it is funny or weird. But, like, those are the words that are used to describe that event. Which is, like, like this... And sometimes I feel like Mindy gets it and then she, like, clearly does it, you know? Exactly. Like, the Instagram thing, I was like, oh, you get it. You understand how Instagram works. And then the other things were... It was like this. was like, maybe this did happen to you, Mindy, and that really is messed up but like this isn't the way to process it and I I don't want to like project on what may or may not have happened to her but I think that the way that that Indian character is treated in this show is like feels like she might be either we've talked about the wish fulfillment thing that Mindy wants but this one doesn't even seem wish fulfillment-y it seems more or maybe it is I don't know but it seems more like she's processing her own experience through this brown character in a way that is really sad and also makes it very hard to empathize with her. Like Kimberly is the main character who's the Timothy Chalamet sister, like white girl who comes from like a middle class background and like has this like ongoing maybe romance with um, one of their roommate's brother who's like this like hot frat guy. But she gets the like hero cut basically where she's mm-hmm. like the girl who's like figuring it out and like, you know, exploring and like, you know, having a college experience. And this Indian girl is just like, like objectified almost. She's just like, yeah, like a, like sex crazed object who like has all these really messed up experiences and then yeah, never gets processed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the perfect way of describing it. And that just feels unfair. Like, I I don't want to watch that. I know it's you know? sad. Like it's, it's hard sad. to watch that. It's really yeah. hard to watch that. Cause she's also the best actress out of all of them, and like is actually a very she fun definitely person. Is. And I don't think she's been in anything before, so she's just like naturally really talented. But she's super funny. Her comedic timing is good. She's like got good energy, and it's just like deployed to this really weird use where she doesn't actually get any. I think, I don't know. I guess none of their storylines are particularly meaningful. But like her whole thing is like. But I feel like she's being done a disservice through this. There's too much for her to overcome is what it feels yeah. like, right? Like, the like the amount of baggage that she's had to carry just based on how they've written her character and her experiences. Like, it doesn't feel like there's going to be an easy way for her to, like, come out on top, you know? She feels like she was written to be a side character. And also Mindy has, like, put a bunch of baggage on her that doesn't feel fair. Like, she feels like she's the, like, fun, weird, like, horny best friend. 
and the yeah. other ones all get main character plot lines. And like, like, remember how she wasn't in the trailer also? And we were like, are there even Indians in this show? Or was it maybe not the trailer, but like yeah. she wasn't in some of the posters? And we were like, Mindy wrote a show. She about. wasn't in a lot of the po- yeah, which was very weird. Because like there, like, there's no big name actors in this. No. Like, is Timothy Chalamet's little sister a big name? Big actress? sister. Actually. I also don't think she's like oh big sister. Yeah, like, she's thirty. I don't think she's like the best actress. No, I don't she's know. not. Maybe she is. I don't think so either. I don't think she nor Whitney are good. I think Bella and um, Leighton are like Layton. reasonable, decent. Yeah, I think Bella is the best actress. Um, yeah. but. Back to your point about the hot brother, the mm. roommate's brother. I feel like we have a lot to unpack there, which is like it's going back to like Mindy. Like I feel like she knows how to write attractive men in only one way, yep. and she's self aware, and she does not want to change how mm. she does it. And that is like very true in this show too. Like the like desirable man in the show. The only two desirable men in the show are white and like textbook hot, whatever. No, but they also all like, are huge jerks, like huge jerks. Like the older, the roommate's frat brother, um, the roommate's brother who isn't a frat, I guess, is interested in one <laughs> of the main characters who's like shown to be very like innocent, naive, like, like just wants him to French tutor her, but also, also they have like, has a crush no on him. None. And they have no chemistry. It's so weird and random and, like, doesn't make sense. But he's also, like, kind of just, like, not gr- the greatest person either. Like, he, like, assigns values to women based on whether they are at work at the women's center versus a sorority versus, yeah. like, his little sister's roommates. And, like, that felt really weird to me and is also like very clearly leading this like freshman girl on but like pretending like he's not and then the other attractive man in the show is the coach who's like sleeping with one of his players and is married and is like it's also not not breaking things off with his wife but also like still leading things on with with this soccer player and also not like i don't think he's good looking at all like just did Mindy cast him because he's white? Honestly. I don't know. And has abs? Like, I don't know. <laughs> but that is clearly, like, her thing. The, the Bella's, like, random hookup for a while is a white guy with abs. In the last episode, there's, like, clearly, like, there's a male soccer player who, like, like, I just know her type so well that I know that he's, like, this white guy with abs. I know that, like, yeah. eventually Whitney's going to get with him. Like, there's going to be, like, a hate storyline, and then eventually they're going to get together. And then there's, like... The oh the guy who Leighton goes on a few dates with he's also a white guy with abs who like Bella's like oh he's a ten like all the love interests except there's the one guy that Whitney sleeps with who's the bl- token black guy who's also yeah um, the token black the one Kimberly's the only coworker one. she's not actually interested in like casting a diverse group of people yeah. and like if you watch the show you would think like oh only white people could have abs yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure all races can have abs. It's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, she's like inching. She's inching in that direction. In this one, the like black guy and the Latina girl who Kimberly works with, who are both people of color who are like from poorer backgrounds because they have student jobs. Like she, 
jokes about how like people assume that like or, like mom is a crack dealer or whatever like she like nods mm-hmm. to the fact that like there could be some like like uh, tokenizing happening but then also doesn't do anything with it and still tokenizes them so like she like yeah nods to it and then still tokenizes them and makes Kimberly this like weird white savior character who like stands up for them when white people yeah. throw trash at them because she's their like white friend who meets them at parties and like gets them tips so she gets a cut because she's so great it's just like that whole thing is super weird to me um I think that like we didn't really say this yet but after talking about all of this also it's just like making me realize like how many different storylines are actually going on yeah. in like there's just five episodes there's way too many characters like yeah. and it it's like i think this is a situation where like less is really more and like picking maybe five characters to like really like show their growth and like explain like what they've been through and like who they are would have been like a way better option than being like oh like with this sick diverse cast and like there's like 20 things happening to all these characters all at the same time and like you get to keep up with it and like it that type of writing i think allows her to keep making these like kind of off color like jokes slash situations yeah. that like never get fully addressed and then she just moves past that like actually end up normalizing them like making them seem okay when they're not that's a great point it's also like makes for these really rough cuts between scenes that don't make any sense and plots that are completely dropped like they rush kappa one episode like there's like they're yeah. almost oh it's so annoying actually because she's almost getting at things that are actually really important like how yeah. Greek life is really messed up in a lot of Toxic. ways and so yeah. like, she's like getting to the teensiest bit of the surface of it and then like it's totally dropped and like Whitney makes a comment about how like the sorority rush is like get out and it's like yeah sororities <laughs> are notoriously not diverse like maybe we can talk about that nope moved on nope it's, move on it's exhausting actually to watch and what the biggest I think loss there is like this series is I guess, I guess it's what the sex life of college girls, but I assume that the underlying thing is supposed to be about the friendship between these four main characters. And we actually don't know anything about their friendship. Like, sometimes they hang out and talk about boys together, but, like, it's, like, almost the reverse Bechdel. No, 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 it's the Bechdel test still. Like, this show would fail the Bechdel test because... It would fail. Oh, yeah. All they talk about is boys. And, like, there's no, like, trajectory of their friendship. I didn't even realize they weren't really friends with Leighton until this last episode when they were like, oh, yeah, she doesn't let us follow her on social media. And I was like, oh, I thought you guys were cool because your friendship seemed to have just, like, been a thing immediately. And, like, we never really talked about it or, like, learned about it. I don't know if, like, more episodes are going to fix some of these problems. Like, my hope is that by the end, they, like, tie everything together and then the last thing is, like, th- she's trying to do something, which she kind of did with Never Have I Ever, too, just, like, have, like, a like a queer storyline, which, yeah. in some ways, she does better than the straight storyline. I don't know how you feel about that in Never Have I Ever, but I also felt that way, like, here. I thought so. Where, like, she was, like, inching towards doing the same thing, where it was, like, actually, like, these characters have chemistry, which was sorely missing from all the, like, straight couples that are in this show. But then... Like, I don't know. Like, characters get over their problems too quickly. Like, I think it would have been a yeah. much more interesting slow burn if we'd had, like, Leighton and her women center girl be a, like, will they, won't they for the season than having the brother, the tutor frat brother and Kimberly be a will they, won't they because they don't actually have any chemistry in that, like, plotline doesn't make any sense. Um, 
but they like rush through that plot. I so agree with you. Um, I do wonder like how many writers she has helping her with the show. Maybe it's too many, which is yeah. why it's so <laughs> haphazard. Or maybe it's just like not the people that they're trying to represent. Like if you cast this really diverse group of people, but then your writers are just like Mindy and her friend, like that's not going to get you a good result and like I think that that might have been the issue here yeah so like our final thought is around so there was like a bunch when this was coming out the reason it was getting a lot of attention was maybe because Mindy was doing this but also because Dylan Sprouse was announced to be coming out of his like semi-retirement he like really hasn't done very much since the sweet life of Zach and Cody um to be like the male lead in the show and he like posted on Instagram about how he's been on hiatus for a really long time but he's waiting for the right project and this is the right project and Mindy posted about it and there's like a ton of articles if you google about um like Dylan Sprouse sex lives of college girls but the character that he was supposed to play is this frat brother of Leighton he was supposed to be the like older brother who's like in this Mm -hmm. frat and like really cool and has this relationship with Timothy Chalamet's sister um and then there's just a line in the Wikipedia page that was like he was recast with this other guy. It's never like talked about. I couldn't find an article about it. And then I went to look at um, Dylan's Instagram to see maybe he's going to play another character later in the show. But it's been completely wiped. And he doesn't have yeah. anything except he hasn't promoted this show and been like, it's a great show. Like, watch it or whatever. Like, we parted ways kindly and it's over. Um but it's she just has his most recent post. He has like this whole weird thing from 2016. Like you can and then like one photo from 12 hours ago. And the caption is the fits went hard in the late 90s and it's like Justin Timberlake with him and his brother. Like really random. Interesting. And then but then if you go to his Twitter Okay, watch the trailer for... Wait, this is weird. Sprouse talks to E.T. about his new film and starring in Mindy Killings' The Sex Lives of College Girls. This is from... He tweeted this in February, which is a long time ago now because it's November. Just kidding. What do you think will surprise fans of Mindy's work with Sex Lives? I think you can expect a similar quality to anything she touches and Justin Noble touches and also blah, 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 director. So just quality across the board. But I think you'd be surprised how true and real to life this really feels. The characters are very distinct. It's a really fun ensemble. We had a great time on set, safely six feet away from each other. We can be, but through that, the narratives that people relate to in these characters are definitely a character for everyone that's really fun to see. At the same time, it's so humorous and it's so lighthearted and some degree. I think people will be really impressed and have fun watching the show. I'm very proud of what we've shot so far. So he was like in it. In it. Did he get recast? Is Very weird. Like, what is happening? Yeah. They did not address that. Who knows what happened? Who knows what happened? No one's talking about it. Maybe he got COVID. Yeah. Or like honestly, I can't but see like, him he, playing sounds, that role. Can you? Yeah. Like it that sounds role more is such like a bad blood. Honestly, if nobody's like talking yeah. about it. You know? Yeah. Right. Um, like, it feels like it was interesting. A that's a good investigation. But I want to know. Like, why isn't anyone talking about it? I do want to know. Okay, well, thank you all. This isn't that many. We're at, like, 54 minutes now. So this I might know, be more of a maxi turned mini. Into a regular episode. <laughs> <laughs> but um, thank you for listening. As always, please let us know if you have thoughts. We'll introduce that to my friends. Can we get some thoughts to my friends? Yeah, so do send them our way. And the brown burned out. And-